0: Hi, I'm Rebecca, I am a menopause coach, a nutritional therapist and qualified personal trainer and this is the Menopreneur Podcast. I created this podcast to help educate and empower fabulous midlife women through their menopause and beyond so they can thrive on the other side. Studies have shown that women who knew what to expect during their menopause had a much better experience than those women who knew nothing. So let's get started with today's episode. So today's episode is called for periods sake, and I've thought it would. Be a good idea to discuss this really because you know we, we're told that menopause is when your periods stop, but nobody really tells you about what happens in the lead up to that and how um, it you know you just think, Oh, I'm just going to get less periods and you know they're going to come less frequently and then it'll all be over. Um, but for a lot of women, actually, it can can be quite traumatic um, because of the the changes that are are going on with our hormone levels. And that's really led by the reducing levels of our progesterone. So let's have a, a look at our periods really from our 30s and how they start to change. So you get changes, you know, including during your 20s, but, you know, women are having children later and later. So, so during our 30s, we have changes due to being pregnant. Um, We might start to get shorter cycles. We might also get things like um, an increase in pain, period pain and, and, you know, more rampant PMS, you know, just like Queenie did that. Um, But also, you might see that your periods get a little bit heavier, especially... I I say, because of the changes that have gone on during pregnancy. Then we get to our 40s. And this is really where the changes are going to start creeping in. So you will get changes in the length of your cycle, they could become shorter, or you might get times where you, you know, you know, they're lasting much longer, they become much more erratic and irregular. And um, but this is also where quite often you'll see um, because of your reducing levels of progesterone and progesterone is our first hormone that starts to decline. It's, it's steady. It's not like estrogen and estrogen is much more um, erratic. Um, but that drop in our progesterone levels can actually lead us to having heavier periods. So that's something that can happen, you know, that we'll, we'll start to see during our forties, And as we head into perimenopause, there's, there's pretty much two phases. So phase one is, like we say, that lowering of your progesterone levels, um, you know, that can lead to heavier periods, you know. And even if you're somebody that's not really had heavy periods, you know, you've, you've always been quite lucky. You might be prone to flooding um, and they'll have a much more irregular um pattern, and you might start to get some spotting, like I say, you, you, you then instead of following that normal sort of 28, easy, it can be anywhere between 28 and 35 days, but it's generally a 28 day cycle, you know, all of a sudden, you might be, you know, have a have a period in two weeks, like have another one. So you'll get that, that irregularity where you you know, you really, you, you can't tell, tell what's going on. So, just be prepared for that. um, And make sure that you are, um, you know, you're you're covered um, in case one crops up unexpectedly. And then there's phase two, where where your periods will become much more infrequent, and they'll be lighter and shorter. um, And maybe you you might even just get spotting with that. So I'm just going to cover a little bit about, like I said, you know, what's going on with my hormones. So as I said, progesterone is generally the first one that starts to decline and progesterone is our keep calm and carry on hormone. And that can help that can really affect things like our mood and our sleep so if you start to get um, in trouble with your sleep cycle, that could be due to lowering levels of progesterone. Like I say, estrogen is much more erratic, you will, you know, you might have times when, you know, that's where you, the real mood swings are going to come in um, with that, because, you know, there might be times when your estrogen levels are really low, and then literally two hours, later, it could be high again you, you although we talk about our uh, declining hormones with estrogen it does try to have this little you know flurry and that's in part down to um our follicle stimulating hormone and our luteinizing hormone which are basically because your ovaries aren't producing the hormones in the same levels that they did they kind of kick in to try and stimulate that which is why, when they, if you're under 45, um, having a blood test to check your FH, FSH levels um, would be prudent. Because if they're high, then the chances are is that you are actually in After they're at 45, there's not really much point because your hormone levels will be um fluctuating quite dramatically. So you can't really get a proper reading on it. And also, you know, one that's not spoken about very much is testosterone. And we do it it does form part of our cycle, we do need testosterone. Um, And again, that's a steady decline. But actually, we produce three times the amount of testosterone as we do estrogen prior to going into our menopause. And yet, Apparently, it's not important enough for us to even have a licensed testosterone product as a hormone replacement, which is quite disgusting. But there you go. Um, So as I say, it's a steady decline. So but it can cause things like so if you notice things like um, you have hair loss or all of a sudden, you know, you're spraying a beard, um, then that will be that lovely testosterone kicking in or reducing. So other factors that can actually affect our hormone and and disrupt our cycle. So stress is a big one. So you'll hear me talk about stress quite a lot. Um, Those high stress, we have lots of cortisol and that actually... um, you know has an effect on other hormones and that can lead to again it can actually be um, you know it can affect the the release of our follicle stimulating hormone and then luteinizing the hormone so that is where it can affect our cycle but also things like our gut health um, again this is another area where you'll hear me speak a lot because it's so vital so your gut Actually contains an enzyme that breaks down estrogen into its active form. So if you haven't got good gut health, then that will actually affect the balancing of your hormones. So that's not just something for menopause, that's, that's something that we should be taught about in general for our hormone health. Then there's the environmental impact of things like xenoestrogens, and we they're things that are found in plastics and Um, they basically what they do is they mimic and trick our body into thinking that we have um, that they're hormones basically so and they're called xenoestrogens so they mimic estrogen so that can really have an effect as well and dietary so sugar and refined carbs they affect our blood sugar levels which can have an effect on our cycle and You know, if you're not eating a good diet, that can also, you know, if you're not getting the proper nutrients, that can affect your hormone production. So, you know, there's lots of factors that can affect and have an impact on our cycle. So, you know, there are a couple of things that you can do just reducing things like the toxins that you have, things that you have around the house, um, things that you put on your body. You know, we absorb um things through our skin have you know even you know what you're what you're breathing what you're drinking what you're eating that those things are really important so improving your diet reducing those toxins and and really improving your gut health and reducing the amount of stress you have those things can have you know quite a big impact on your cycle and it's quite a a big thing as we go into, I mean, let's face it, you know, no periods is pretty much the only plus side of menopause. I hate to put it out there. But it really is. Um, But getting to that point can be quite a traumatic experience. Quite often, if you're having issues with things like flooding, um, or heavier periods, um, you know, then you will probably be recommended to either have a um, I don't know whether they still call that a DNC or um, it's a procedure basically that I think it scrapes away the um, the lining of your womb Lovely, um, or have something like a marina coil fitted. Um, which, you know, if you're used to having a call, then that would be a really good because that's a micronized progesterone and that's the best type to take, um, for your body because it is uh, body identical, which means that your it has the same structure as the hormones that you produce. So if, if you're thinking about any kind of HRT or, um, that's really what you want to be looking for is body identical. And pr- I think pretty much all transdermal, which is so that's going to be gels and patches, will be body identical. I think that they are now looking at licensing a body identical oral um, combined HRT, which will be brilliant um, because, you know, I say it means that your body doesn't know the difference because it has the same chemical structure is actually made from yams. Um, unfortunately, eating a shed load of yams will not produce the same effect. And you would really need to eat a shed load of yams. So um, you don't really want to be doing that. But that's now what HRT, the body identical HRTs, the, the most common now forms of HRT are made from. So, you know, you don't have to worry about it coming from, uh, you know, pregnant horses which is where it used to come from um now so that that's a a good thing but you know this can be quite a traumatic period for your periods Um, excuse the pun so doing whatever you can and just knowing that these things are going to happen a lot of women don't know that you know you just think your periods are going to stop but you don't realize that actually before that happens there's a lot that goes on Leading up to that and some of that can be that your periods will actually get heavier and more painful. So knowing that there are things that you can do or that you may be offered and having that knowledge is really vital. So I hope you enjoyed that. So I hope you enjoyed that episode and found it informative. To make sure you get notified of new episodes, be sure to subscribe and follow from your favourite podcast app. If you want to contact me, you can email me on Rebecca at TheEmpoweredMenopause.com Until next time.